The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Well, this is going to be a weird one because it's a little bit of a cold open. And speaking of cold open, there we go. Beer open. Uh, this is another no notes one. What is KC? Yes. Don't go so close to your microphone. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I'm, no. literally, I'm literally think I'm going to have to stop recording that. <laughs> <laughs> Not even holding it that close. All I could hear was. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like you were getting angrier and angrier. And speaking of angrier to... and angrier, fucking Luton set a. <laughs> Thought I was about to cut, an, uh, cut a, an Ultimate Warrior promo for a second there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, episode 72 of the Mike White's podcast. I'm Jack, joined by KC. Hello. Uh, we, our schedule has kind of fucked us over here because everyone, a lot of people got to have the one jubilant one after the Fulham game. Yeah. Uh, and I've lost all of my jubilation. Yeah, we're, uh, ju- we're just straight up Debbie Downers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Fulham, let's, let's be cheerful about the start. 3-0 win over Fulham. That was nice. Yeah, it was great. After the hammering we were taking in the first half that turned out very nicely yeah we just couldn't get going in the first half at all uh, Harrison Reed was pretty much winning the game yeah uh, turns out Pablo Hernandez is very important to our team who knew yeah you'd have never guessed would you no um, the way that uh, in that first half Leeds just really weren't up to a great deal but scored a really nice goal I mean, it starts with Bamford making a complete mess of his first touch, and that's what gets caught. And that, but it falls to Costa. Good run down the right, excellent pullback. Bamford doesn't even have to break stride, and a really great finish from a clinical finisher. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how I would describe him. Um, um, yeah, really nice, really nice build-up play, like you're saying. For once, it was quite nice seeing Costa just get his head up, simple layoff to the edge of the area. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we were second best all the way through that first half. But what I would say is, there, like Mitrovic had that header from like seven, eight yards, didn't he? That mm. went wide. But that was their only really, well, no, that wasn't the only good chance. That was their only effort at goal that was a really good chance. Uh, the one where Bamford got back and made the tackle. They should have got the shot away long before that, and that was a massive chance. Yeah, and uh, that was worrying as well because I think on first viewing it did look like he'd just kind of clattered into the back of him and, and knocked it and knocked him over as well. Yeah, uh, but it I think once you saw the replay from any other angle, it was it was fine. Yeah, well, but, there, there was definitely there was nothing in that. Uh, the um, but the second half. I mean, the changes, it didn't surprise me that Hernandez came on, but the changes did surprise me. Because uh, it was Hernandez and Alioski coming on for Bamford and Costa. 
Uh, it's weird when the guy who sets up the goal and the guy who scored the goal that have you one nil up at half time of the two taken off. But to be honest, neither one of them had played well, barring that one move. No, and uh, one you know the last fifteen minutes of the of the first half, nothing stuck up front. Anytime we got possession, it was it was very quickly given away. And to be fair to Bamford on that game, I don't think that there was a chance for it to stick up front. No, most like, of they it, never I, even it got a, it there. It's probably the most amount of clearances you've seen us make in a while. I can't remember the exact stat because it's a while ago now. And as, as I said, I mean, I finished work five minutes before we turned this on to record. So I hadn't had time to write any notes or anything. But I think it was something like our past completion percentage in the first half was 55%. Which yeah. is astoundingly low for us. Yeah, it was almost, looking at the stats, it was kind of almost the reverse of what we're, of what we're used to at this point mm. under Bielsa. But in the second half, I mean, I thought we were much better. And we ter- basically, we were, good, we were so good in the second half that it turned into a game that we fully deserved to win. P- possibly, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say we deserved to win it by three goals, but we did deserve to win it by the end. All right, Steve McLaren, calm down. No, because I'm saying that we definitely didn't deserve to win by three goals. Steve McLaren said, this is not a 3-0 game. And then the next sentence said it was. And Leeds thoroughly <laughs> deserve to be three hill in front. Um, no, it was it was good, and Pablo was in there, and, it, and his passing in this was absolutely fantastic. Not just for the goals, um, he seems to do a good job just finding space, pretty much in inside the center circle a lot of the time, yeah. and just and just changing the point of attack. Yeah, uh, it he just makes them a lot of problems. Yeah, he just seems to make everyone else better. Uh, like, for, for, like for instance, in the in the first half, click, I thought was completely anonymous. And in the second half, while it wasn't the greatest half of football I've ever seen him have, he was so much more involved, just for having Hernandez there. Uh, yeah. And that pass he played to get uh, Harrison in down the right for the second goal. Oh, While it wasn't sense. quite Pab- Pablo for the third, it was a really good pass. Yeah, it was. It was really nice from from him. Just like you say, especially for the third when he's it's it's almost a no look pass. Just comp- just get it in first time, play it in almost one hundred and eighty degrees to where yeah. he's facing. It's that awareness that players like him have because he has looked up, but he looked up three seconds before we ever got the ball. Yeah. And had a perfect picture of exactly what he needed to do with it. Uh, The second goal, we've said the pass, Harrison down the right. The pullback isn't particularly well struck. It's not great. But Alioski appears to be the only one that reacted. Well, it should never have got to Alioski because it goes through, it goes past five players, I think. I think there's there's three or four defenders and Tyler Tyler Roberts as well. Uh, and but they're all moving, and Alioski stood still. And I know they're chasing back to try and get goal side. It does make it hard for him to turn like that. But it does appear that Alioski knew where that ball was going a good two seconds before anyone else did. Yeah, just just held up there and just literally just waited it for it to, for it to fall to his feet, and then and a really nice calm finish as well. Yeah, that was nice to see. Just take a touch, finish. Just nice and calm. 
Uh, and then Harrison's goal, I thought that was that was good pace and strength as well to get in behind after a great pass. And a good little finish as well, because he just, you know, didn't have didn't try and do too much with it, just made sure, get there. Um did it go through Rodak's legs in the end? Yeah, cheeky nutmeg. Yeah. While he's still running halfway up the cop at this point. Mm. But like after that game, I I I then had three really enjoyable days where I was in the best mood. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Promotion in the bag. Running into Leeds fans outside and everyone's happy and cheerful. Everything was great. Uh, and then, well, there was one thing that we forgot to factor in, and that is that this season, since the restart, the best teams in this league, without a shadow of a doubt, are any team in the bottom three. Yeah, they've all... Uh, by the way, I just opened our Twitter. I'm guessing that it's our birthday on Twitter because a load of balloons showed up. Oh, wonderful. Uh, no, because I was just going to say that since, since the return of the championship, teams in the bottom three have played nine games. They have won six, drawn three, lost none, scored 12, conceded two. Yeah. Now, I know that there's a lot to be said for, you know, teams having a lot to play for. Some of them will have been against mid-table teams, things like that. But they are just, they've played really well. Like Luton last night, obviously. Look, I mean, it's a one-all draw. It's a Leeds United one-all draw. Had all the play, concede a goal on the break. I don't know what the XG was, but I'm going to guess like two and a half to 0.3 or something. Yeah, I mean, I uh, was... It was a Leeds United draw. Yeah, first half, we... First half was poor, I thought. Yeah, there, there was a couple of a couple of good moments. Um, I think it was uh, a ball, a ball Bamford brought down quite well in the penalty area and, and on the turn as well. Yeah, uh, to, Bamford to had a... Chance. Bamford had a good shot in the first couple of... A decent chance first couple of minutes from a tight angle after Roberts played a good through ball. And he brought it down and, like, spun round... Yeah. Uh, the best chance for me of the first half was um, that held a Costa one on the volley after Luke Ayling took the quick throw and he got in behind. Yeah. That was not a hard ball to hit. It wasn't like really high. It didn't have loads of pace on it. And it, oh God, it was nowhere near. Uh, but then, of course, later on, held a Costa would show us what nowhere near really means. Uh, so, yeah, the first half I just thought was. A poor game, really. Uh, and well, we then... we'll, should probably also mention, obviously, Liam Cooper going off injured after seven minutes, eight minutes, something yeah, like well, that. It, I think the actual sub didn't happen till because I had to put it down in the player ratings. The actual sub didn't happen till like eleven or twelve, but he'd been down four minutes by that point. Yeah, and kind of kind of mixed reports. I haven't it. I haven't seen anything confirmed I, yet. No, it was kind of. I think the speculation was anywhere from back injury, hip injury, or a dead leg. When I first saw it, I thought it'd taken the knee to the hip. Yeah. Like that, uh, that was what I first thought. That's, but that's what he seems to be holding as well. Uh, and it really didn't look good because he tried to jog twice, you know, at the yeah, side of the pitch. He and looked in agony. After one step, he was done. Now, I know that dead legs can be a lot worse than dead leg sounds. But I don't... I, that didn't look like a dead leg to me. It looked worse than that. Mm. 
but he, yeah, he looked very uncomfortable just trying to move, and I think you could tell fairly quickly after he got up that he wasn't going to be able to keep playing. Yeah. Uh, but Berardi came on for him and for the most part was fine. He nearly made a complete bollocks of it immediately after he came on. Where That one where he spooned the ball against their striker and then kind of tangled with him on edge of box and they both went down. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think it was a penalty, but if it had been the other way around, I'd have been screaming for one. Mm. It wasn't great. But uh, he got hauled off at half time anyway. And Alioski came on, and they switched to a three-three-one-three. Phillips, Phillips, I say Phillips dropped into centre back, but when Leeds had the ball, he just pushed up anyway. Yeah, it was it. It was definitely an interesting look, and so it's more Ailing and White at the back, pretty much by themselves for long periods. Yeah, with Dallas, Dallas right wing back, and Alioski left wing back. A fair play to Dallas and Alioski as well, because between those two, they covered a lot of ground. Yeah, um, and then. Just their goal. Uh, obviously, like the finish itself from Harry Cotter, it's a really good goal. It's a really good finish. But it was Harrison on, on who played the ridiculous, no-look, appalling attempt at a pass across the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah. Just like touch up in the air and then volley it across to no one in particular. And I know that it's only 20 yards from their goal. So there's loads of other mistakes as well. But mm. when everyone's pushed forward like that, even that close to goal, you have to be more careful in possession. Yeah, because given the way we play, you, you even that far up the field, if you if you pick up possession, you don't have that many people to actually try and beat. And typically, well, you've just got two centre-backs well, there. It was one good pass to Cornick, and he was one-on-one with M. White. Yeah. And he checks back, goes inside and has the shot. I'm not... I'm better with looking at attacking play than defensive play. I think... I I do think, and I thought immediately, that Ben White needed to get tighter. I... Yeah, it's strange, because Ben White almost appears to be showing him in that direction at that point. Yeah, it was almost like he was daring him to have a shot. And... And then I, he's thought, oh shit, he has. I'm not even saying at this level, you can't from anywhere within 25 yards just let someone shoot at any level, really. Because even a decent pub player from 25 yards, if they hit it properly, there's a chance. Yeah. It, it, so in the championship, there's an even, there's a much bigger chance. Yeah, I just, I just felt he just needs to get, like you say, get tied to just. Get in front of him. You force him to try and, and pull it back to the edge of the area or something like that. But again, when he when he hit the shot, it sort of felt like the sort of thing that Liam Cooper would have probably dived head first to try and block. Yeah. Not that I'm questioning Ben White's commitment at all. No. Like I mean he's he's been brilliant this season. He's for my money the best centre back in the league. Yeah. But I do think he should have got tighter. Uh Hernandez came on for click, and again, we immediately looked better. Uh, I thought our goal, um, which was only a couple of minutes later, I think it's gone a bit underappreciated how good that pass from Alioski was. Yeah, fantastic spot, considering he's managed to pick. And you, I know it's Bielsa, but you do sort of still have to question quite why Stuart Dallas is the one getting on the end of that pass. Now, that's, 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 that's around the penalty spot. 
that's the thing with this three three one three. That like the wing backs come inside and they're basically central players at times. He was basically a centre forward. Yeah, but that um, much like Alioski's goal against Fulham, good touch out of your feet, calm finish. Yeah, and he's and he's done that a, a couple of times now in the last in the last two seasons. Just kind of popped up and provided goals. Yeah, for me, after these two performances. I would be looking at trying to get Alioski in that starting lineup. I'd be starting him in the next game, and I think he will. I, think I, I honestly think he's probably been well over those two forty-five minutes. I think he's been one of the biggest threats. Yeah, well, and, I gave, you know, he's got I, a goal and assist. It's, I gave him man of the match against Luton, even though he only played the second forty-five minutes. I honestly thought he was the best Leeds player on the pitch. Yeah, and and I, and I think one of the things that he and, and obviously I'm you know still a big fan of Stuart Dallas, but he links up so well with with Jack Harrison. Those yeah. two play so well off each other. Well, I'm not sure we're going to see Stuart Dallas against this again this season. Mm. I mean, I know it went 94th minute, but that looked like a hamstring to me. Yeah, that's um. And even even if it's a small hamstring injury, you're looking at a couple of weeks. You know, for the smallest injury. Yeah. And then you've got Bielsa, so you what even if he's back in two weeks, it's four weeks before he's fit to start. I wonder, I wonder if any of that changes given kind of the, the situation at the moment. Mm. But yeah, the fact that the fact, the, inj- that the fact that Pablo Hernandez hasn't been starting makes me think no. Yeah. It's definitely not the injury you wanted to See though, it's um, yeah, it's a tough one to tough one to see. Yeah, but the because we got the goal back after like sixty three minutes, you know, still got half an hour left. Because we got the equaliser quite early, I thought I genuinely thought I think we're going to be okay here. And if it wasn't for those bloody floodlights, and we should and we should have been because and that's thing like Harrison who. I don't think I had the best game in this, but his one, because his was the first one for Bamford. I mean, he does brilliantly to get out of that, because he beats like two or three players, doesn't he, and gets away. Yeah. It's a fantastic it's, cross. It's like watching, um, I think it was when Rod Wallace scored that goal of the season in like 94, when he's just it's going around half the Tottenham yeah. team. He's just ducking and weaving in between, and it's, yeah, it's a fantastic ball in, and Bamford seems to fall forward. Yeah, like, Bamford just running forward. And I look, I know that both Bamford and Costa have both said the same thing, and that's what they lost it in the floodlights. Mm. I'm calling bollocks. Yeah. I think that if you've lost that ball in the lights, that ball can only possibly be at that exact height in the lights twice, once on the way up, once on the way down. It's you, not like it's a floated cross, though. No, you. Ha- that's what it, on the way up, you could lose it for a little tiny bit of time as it goes past the lights, but then you'd see it again above it, and same on the way down. You know, like yeah. it's not like sometimes uh, in cricket, if you're particularly if you're square to the wicket, a ball might go low and flat, but it's up against the background of a crowd. And you can lose it. 
And it's also understandable because it's smaller than your hand. Yeah, you know, it, there's ways. I, I'm not. If you've if I've lost that ball the entire time, to that extent, I'm I'm just. I, it would unless it came down on a perfect angle where the whole time it's like an eclipse. You know, eyes, ball, lights, and it's coming down on that perfect angle. I just don't see how you could lose it that badly. And for it to happen twice seems so statistically unlikely to be true. Yeah. I just think that it's two players who aren't that confident. I mean, to be honest, with the with the Costa one, as soon as that cross went in and I thought it was going to Costa, I kind of... I didn't expect him to head it in, Look, if I'm being brutally honest. He's, that held he's, not the person, he's not the person I wanted on the end of that cross. That held a Costa one it reminded me of one person and one person only, and that's you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, both of those, because for Harrison one for Bamford, where he just and he just fell over forward, and the Costa one, which was from an Alioski cross, because that was the other thing with Alioski's performance, like, that cross, the one on, like, it was on about 88 minutes where he found Dallas again at the back post, and it got blocked wide. Yeah. Like... The way he used the ball when he had it, I thought was consistently really good. But I just, it's, again, this, it's not like this performance was disastrously bad or anything. You know, it was, it, it was, yeah. but it's just such a wasted opportunity. Especially with West Brom, and I, I didn't even watch the West Brom game. I know they won 3 0, and I saw a lot of people saying that they really didn't deserve to, but they took the chances. And yeah. in a way, that's it. That's and that's more annoying. I did find it quite funny too. I saw someone had on, on Twitter had put unpopular opinion. If we have a more clinical striker, we've won the league by twenty points. And I was just thinking, how is that an unpopular opinion? I'd like to think they were kidding. Hmm. It was, you know, uh, where, they're, where they're just like doing it as a joke. You know, in the same way, like that one I made on Twitter yesterday, where someone tweeted, "What's something you could say both during sex and while cooking?" And I said, "I can't believe Leeds didn't beat Lewin." Yeah, you know, just like I'm sure that they were kidding. By the way, I've just looked up the uh, xG. It was on Info Goal. It was two point four one to zero point two nine. Yeah. Do you st- do you do you ever start to hate xG? more and more with every passing game? Uh, no, not really, because I, I think it's probably the best metric that we have. It's by no means perfect. Like, so you It's know, clearly not perfect. No. It is clearly not perfect. Yeah, like, I still think that the, you know, the Bamford one against Fulham that he scored, I don't care how many models I say, I'm not having that that was a 1 in 25 chance. Mm. You know? It, I just, I'm not, but they do it. And I also don't like things like, for instance, the Bamford one is zero XG. Yeah. Because he never had the shot. Uh, same with, I mean, that one where Bamford gets back and makes the tackle. That was probably Luton's, that, that was probably Fulham's best chance of the game. And that will have been zero XG. Yeah. But... Uh, it's it's just so frustrating. I, from the from the number of Leeds fans I've heard saying that they didn't that the bet against Leeds for promotion is insurance. I think the the bookies must be going to go out of dis, out of business if we fuck this up. 
Because <laughs> all the bets are at fucking 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah, you can... Uh, <laughs> I was, I was uh, texting a few people during the game and I just went, this is the most tense I've ever known a game where there is no crowd. Yeah. You could, hey, still, just... you could still feel it anyway. Just talking about XG, but because we've gone through a round of uh, fixtures, I wonder if the experimental 361 XG tables have been done yet. No. Uh, by the looks, of, by the by the looks of it, no. Because uh, I think we we somewhat daft like twenty points clear. <laughs> now, um, well, the I don't know how much news there's actually been. Because we did all the contracts and stuff, but there is the one main one. Uh, we won't be seeing John Kevin Augustin this season, but because I don't think there's any way of us getting out of the permanent deal, I really hope he's here next season. Because that means we've gone up. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a strange one. I wonder if I wonder if it's something that that um, Augustin himself will will want to go through with. I don't think he'll want to. But I don't think he's a way out of it. It's always a way. Generally speaking, with the way that they do these deals is his contract for next season, if he joins Leeds, will have been agreed and signed in January. You know, like, uh, right, this will be your wage if we're in the Premier League. This is the contract it will be. Uh, And, I mean, obviously, it's not been a good deal for Leeds. But no. the only way that this can become a good deal, because we're going to, you know, if we don't go up, it's a, it's, you know, a disaster. But if That's we all. do go up, there is always that chance that we can get him fit over summer and then maybe he'll be good. Oh, you can only hope. If we're going to have to have him anyway, I'm, I'm put it this way, I'm going to, if we go up, I'm immediately backing him to get that 10 plus goals next season just out of blind faith. Yeah. No, it'd be it, it, it's it's an interesting thing, obviously with how obviously Bielsa how how strict he is with with his fitness policies and things like that. And on top of that, you've had Augustine's been unlucky in in as much as he you know he got down to the weight, he he got himself in good shape, and then he's he's got another injury. Um. So it's been a t- it's been a tough break for him. I can only imagine it's been a, a fairly rough rough old time for him since January. I just uh, as I say, it's, it if it, it ends up being like the, I'm hoping that we end up in a position where the worst case scenario is that we've wasted a load of money for him, but at least we're in the Premier League. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you say, at least at least if if he's signing, then it means we've got there. Yeah. So. And you never know. He, he clearly does have ability. So maybe maybe it could work out. But What is he, 23? Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's not old at all, so... You can be like our other young striker, Tyler Robertson, just also be injured a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Happy I, days. You, sa- you, uh, you said that there was something Guardian that I hadn't seen. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of come out to say that the... the Premier League are going to look to to recoup some of its some of the money that has been lost through through COVID and everything that that uh, 
uh, Sky are trying to reclaim by uh, it looks like they are going to be charging the promoted teams eight million pounds each for promotion, and this is something that would happen uh, for the next couple of seasons, which seems a tad harsh to involve yeah. us in this TV deal that we have been no part of. Well, now it depends what they mean. Like, if all the Premier League clubs are paying eight million, and then if you go up, you have to pay it too. Then I can sort of see it. But if it's newly promoted teams are eight million, and it's a totally separate charge to any others, that's basically pay a penalty for success. Yeah, it, it seems it just seems a strange thing to to impose on a team. Like you say, it's it's a Premier League TV deal. Mm. You know, we and and Radrazani will tell you himself that we've been a. We've been stuck with a terrible deal of our own in the championship. Don't bring us into yours. But uh, yeah, it just it, it seems an odd one. But yeah, but again, much like the Augustine thing, if we end up getting fucked out of eight million out of the hundred and fifty odd, it's because we've gone up. Mate, these costs are these costs are building up though. Eight million. Oh yeah, just, well, oh, just for promotion, that... just money for Augustine. Eight million for going no fa- up. No fans uh, there. You know. Best part of twenty million quid for Augustine. You you would assume eight million for Harrison, five million for Melier. Yeah. I mean, you know that that's why. Um, to be honest, Villa, I, can't, I kind of want to stay down now. Yeah, that's Not why. Uh, that's why Villa's summer transfer business was so high because they had to make a load of loans permanent and including like Mings was like twenty eight million or something daft, wasn't he? Yeah. And then they just bought half a team anyway. That's why there was a lot of people going a bit mental over the apparent quote of thirty-five million for Ben White, mm. uh, which is what Brighton apparently want. And I wasn't shocked at all because of how, with Tyrone Mings being you know mid, you know twenty-five million ish, I would have expected Ben White to be at least that. Yeah, you're talking about a guy who's, who's the built the a good both, reputation, both, young, both English. It's so funny that being English puts a puts a premium on your price. Oh, and not even by a little bit. No. It's it feels to be honest with Ben White, it feels like the sort of signing that uh, Manchester City would make on Football Manager to not play him for the next three years. Yeah, and then send him out on loan January first season. Yeah, just ah, don't know. He was English. We thought it'd be worth a punt. Yeah. Not even made the squad. Uh, but no, it'll be... Yeah, that's one of those things that's going to be very interesting to look at during the summer is just what happens with Ben White because I think he's kind of going to have carte blanche on, on where he ends up going. Yeah, it's uh, with him, obviously, I am just hoping Leeds go up, agree a deal, sign him. But I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, dare to dream. But like my, my worst case scenario is, well, my worst case scenario is scum coming with fucking, you know, thirty odd million, and sign him and then ruin him as well. Yeah. It's all right. Be else will just turn Jamie Shackleton into a ball playing centre back or something. I don't know. Be fine. McCalmont, put him there. I wouldn't be at all shocked if instead of buying a centre back for next season, Leeds buy a centre mid and Phillips just plays centre back. 
Meslier. Melier, whichever <laughs> it is now at this point. Put him there. He'll do a job. He's got the height for it. He's got the limbs, uh, the length of the limbs of Carlton Palmer anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... That's that's basically some of maps out then. Yeah. Um, I don't think that other than those two things, is there anything else newsy that we need to cover? No, uh, not really. in, in, I don't know if it's been the case for everyone, but in the biggest shock of all of the shocks, LUTV worked absolutely perfect for me. Other than that bit where the director nearly missed the big chance for Dallas. Yeah, that was that was annoying. But, just getting but commentary that wasn't LUTV's fault. That's <laughs> was a lot of shots of Melier's ass. Yeah, like I oh, understand. I understand the sh- shots behind him when he's taking a goal kick or free kick or something. But it just seemed to linger. And do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Yeah, well, clearly clearly, the uh, production company thought so. Um, that sort of it. They've moved the Swansea game on Sunday at 12, but they've only moved it from 3 o'clock to half one. That was a, a nice touch from the uh, LUFC Twitter account. Water is wet and also Leeds have been moved yeah. for television. Uh, that, that was the last one I've booked off work so far. Uh, so I need to book off Barnsley, Derby and Shelton now because obviously I've got to work this Saturday because I couldn't get out of this one Ah, the joys of unemployment Yep Which is why you'll be doing the play ratings on Through It All Together which is on Twitter at THIU It's all LUFC Oh god, have you you seen uh, this result the full-time score with Hull and Middlesbrough? Uh, Well, I mean, it's Hull so I'm assuming they're lost Hull City 2, Middlesbrough 1. Holy shit. So sack, now. Sack Warnock immediately. <laughs> so, as, as uh, not the top 20, oh, just. Although, tweet. hang on. Had Hull dropped into the bottom three? Yep. That'll be why. <laughs> so, as, as it now stands, uh, played 10 1 7, drawn three of uh, relegation threatened teams so far. Four, 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 14 goals against just three. Uh, if if you if you drop into the bottom three, you suddenly turn into Brazil. Uh, That's yeah, the other so... big news, by the way. That before I forget, uh, they they have got their planning permission for the Parkwife scheme at Fullerton Park. Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be good for. That's the yeah. one that's going to be so, uh, a sort of community centre, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, it was always going to get it because it had the backing of the council the whole way through. And now but it's been rubber stamped. It is officially done until something goes wrong, obviously. That's going to be lovely around there. You've got the police headquarters, you've got an ice rink, you can have a community centre, Ellen Road, a hotel, a casino, a nightclub. Oh, wait, we're drifting into Bates. No. <laughs> Are those things not happening anymore? <laughs> uh, I don't know what's happening now. After Tuesday night, I don't know what to think. But one thing that will happen... And you know, and just annoys me because I've still got a ticket for it on fireplace. Technically, uh, Blackburn away on Saturday. Fresh off a fresh off a two-one loss to, or was it two-nil loss to Barnsley? Yeah, but that doesn't count because Barnsley were in the bottom three at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so you know that turns them into world beaters. Uh, Blackburn, are, they're all right. When they play well, they might be a touch better than that. But they're 
They're only five points off the playoffs, so they're certainly not out of it. But more, it's more that there's three teams above them outside the playoffs, this down in 10th. Yeah, you, you kind of hope that given that position that they will come out and try and attack, that, that at this stage there's no sense in them trying to play for a draw. You know, uh, on, you would on think the so. outside, a draw, a draw will not help them. Yeah, with six games left and absolutely no threat of relegation, you may as well have a punt and just and go, go, go yeah, go for it. You know, given kind of there's teams all over the place losing. The I was going to say, especially when you're at home, but now that there's no crowds, that don't really matter. But I mean, their last two games, two nil loss to Barnsley, two nil loss to Wigan. Oh, Wigan. We haven't talked about that. Yes, Wigan. Wigan, who, look, as much as I know that I will we I will forever and will continue to make jokes about how Wigan are a nothing club with no fans, for the fans that they do have, this is fucking... And the fact they've only just been taken over like five weeks ago. Yeah, it's... It's, it's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, they've been sold, was it three, is it three times now in four years or something like that it's yeah. very, been very quick since Dave Whelan uh, you know got oh, out of like, that well, yeah that as well sorry uh, just someone says Dave Whelan and I assume the next words are broke his leg broke his leg something to do with the FA Cup yeah um, so yeah it's um, and then just as a reminder if you so if you finish in the relegation zone then I, I can't remember how it happens now with the points deduction. Yeah, uh, they're getting a 12 point deduction. If they finish outside, it's basically if they would have gone down anyway, then it applies next year. Yeah. So like if they get, if they will get, I think they'll get the 12 point deduction, but if they then get relegated by 13 points. Yeah. Well, I mean, going so, to next year, but with where they are and how good, because and the one summer daft like eight of the last twelve. Yeah, they are, and since since the since the restart, they're three for three. Yeah, like I mean, I'll, I'll look at the table now, but we, uh, if it wasn't for the points deduction, they were looking quite good. Yeah, the, at the moment uh, they would. Oh, they're fourteen from fifty points. Yeah, so it's and it will only put them two points behind Luton, and and if they play like they have done. They've still got a chance if they can keep going. And obviously, they're, they're clearly all up for it anyway because of how well they've been playing. But this will, if you would think this would galvanise them even more. Yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing like Gerald Krasner coming in to, to fix things that, that really gives you a boost. I say, I, say, I mean, it's kind of weird because at the minute, there's a decent number of teams down there that I wouldn't mind seeing go down. But because of how well we're going to have done, and they're going to get screwed with this point. As they're screwed, they have gone into administration. It's not like it's... It's not for no reason. But yeah. it makes me want them to stay up. Yeah, they Which mean, normally I wouldn't be at all fussed for Wigan staying up. Yeah, given given how they ruined our lives last year. Yeah. In fairness, they had a pretty go, good go at it this year as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's a number of clubs I look at in, in and amongst that, that relegation mix at the moment. It'd be a little bit funny if they got relegated. Yeah, I'm good with Luton going down. I wasn't fussed until Tuesday, but now I am. 
<laughs> bollocks to that. Yeah, I'd quite like Barnsley to stay up. Yeah, I, I mean, Stoke, Middlesbrough, Huddersfield, Hull. Uh, any, all any three of them, of them can go down, particularly Huddersfield. Any of them going down. But particularly Middlesbrough, because I hate Colin. Uh, yeah. I'd like Hull to go down because I think that their owners deserve it, but he, but I'd feel bad for their fans because they don't. As much as the, although the mould by the Tigers champ gets them pretty close. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be. Yeah, there's a, there's a few I'd be okay with getting relegated there. I mean, who? I mean, you know, I'll, I'm hoping that I can become a blinkered Premier League fan and forget that. Forget that the championship even exists next season, but something tells me that it won't be that simple. Uh, as always, reminders. But anyway, our shit result: West Brom winning. We're six. We're top by one point from West Brom, but more importantly, we're six points clear of Brentford in third. Yep, six points clear with six games left. It's still in a still in a decent position. Yeah, so all, yeah. all you've got to keep looking at that we're, we're keeping ourselves there anyway uh, and to be honest I'm glad we were at least able to come back and get a draw because if, if you lose yeah. that sort of game to, to bottom of the table oh yeah that would be that would have been far worse uh, on the Saturday well we're, we're away we're away at Blackburn Brentford are at home to Wigan Wigan, who might by this point be top of the form tip. Could be bottom of the league. Yeah, and could be bottom of the league. Which means they'll probably win. And I think West Brom play on the Sunday. If I remember right. Uh, they're at home to Hull. Oh, might as well give West Brom the points on that so, one. So, as, as well as Wigan have done lately, home to Wigan, home to Hull, you'd expect them both to win. Yeah. And I will definitely be having a 20 quid double on those two results to try and jinx them. Yeah. I mean, again, just, just kind of looking through um, through Blackburn's squad at the moment. Obviously, they've got uh, uh, Tosin at our Tosin and Galabaya, who Thank I was to actually, come to think of it, I uh, had I had time to organise it, I uh, a mate of mine uh, is doing a lot of media stuff around Blackburn. Like, he works for a thing called Rover's Top and things like that. And I would have tried to sort something with having him on, but obviously with me only getting five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I had no way of sorting anything. Uh, I'll message him, actually, because I'll probably... Uh, I should try and get something sorted for the website. Yeah. Um, they've got Bradley Dack there, who's who's been a decent player for them since he since he's moved up. But isn't he still injured? Oh, is he back due to the delay? I don't know. I'm just thought, looking at this. I'm just looking at the squad. If no, I'm being honest, because Bradley Dak's knee exploded, didn't it? In like November. Could have done. Yeah, he's um, could have done. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, he's still injured, but I haven't checked the last couple. Uh, Adam Armstrong, who can play wide or up top, he's a good player. Yeah, he's been he's been a, a good find for them. Because, yeah, I mean, I remember, again, this screw real scouting reports. I remember he used to be the next Michael Owen on Football Manager. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, uh, uh, he, he had some good loan spells, didn't he? He had a good, uh, he had a good season with Barnsley, didn't he, a couple yeah. of years back? Just yeah, He must still be injured because Bradley Dack hasn't played since 23rd of December. Ah, OK. Well, he's dead then. Yeah, um... 
Bradley Johnson? He's not what he was, is he? No, he's uh, old. I believe Lewis Holt has had a season-ending injury as well, and he'd probably be the main replacement for Dak. Mm. Uh, like Stuart Downing's still been going okay for him, despite being 35. Only 35. Yeah. Um, again, they're not. the squad doesn't look like much, but they have... I know that they've had a couple of bad results, and those bad results, I'm hoping, will have made them think, fuck it, we're not making it in playoffs, and they'll just ease off, is what I'm hoping. But Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing they've, they've still got a bit of is they've, they've still got a bit of height in there. And they've got Charlie Mulgrew, who is a really good dead ball taker. Yeah. I don't know why I look at Danny Graham and just assume he'd get a goal against us still. Yeah, probably. He seems like the sort, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it it very much sums up them as, a, oh, as uh, where I, they are. I've just realised I was wrong about Lewis Holt because he played last time. He was injured, but he's back. Oh, OK. Um, but, yeah, that, that it's a squad that very much sums up their league position. It's, it's a very mid-table squad. Yeah. A few good players, a few average ones. I always find Lewis Holt be an interesting one just because of, obviously, his kind of career path. Yeah, because he was... I mean, when he went to Spurs, he was like the next... Well, he wasn't even the next big thing. He was already kind of the big thing. Yeah. I mean, he'd spent... He went to... When did he go to Spurs? 2013. He only had three caps for Germany, but he was already a Germany international at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few, you know, decent spell at Schalke. And then it's just kind of... I don't know. They went, to, went back to Hamburg, who I know, obviously, at this stage aren't the team they used to be. Oh, by the way, did you see Hamburg on last day of the season? No. Right, Hamburg have been in, had been in the top three for like all but two weeks of the season. And third place plays third bottom in the Bundesliga. Oh, In like yeah. a playoff. They needed a point to get into the, uh, to get into the playoff game. I'm just going to uh, get up the table to see where the team that they were playing finished in the league. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, they were at home. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I think it was. I think they were at home to Sandhausen, who were like mid-table, and they got beat five-one at home on the last day. Oh God! And uh, one of the goals against them was scored by. Uh, do you remember that right back, Diekmeyer? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he played like 180 games for Hamburg and never scored a goal for him, and he scored. <laughs> Why couldn't Gaetano do that for us in a bigger game than Newport? Yeah. A game uh, that we, that we the, lost. <laughs> now, don't, Hamburg were second best in this game, but Sandhausen had six shots on target and scored five. <laughs> oh, that's very. That's that's very that's very leads. leads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've. I've got to be confident. Like I said, hopefully Blackburn will will set up to try and actually get something from the game. 
So hopefully we can actually find a bit of room in there because there were times when there were balls going into the penalty area. And I think even when Dallas scored, there was there was eight Luton players inside the penalty area. Mm. Which uh, is just another big thing to say. Good ball, Jenny. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we do play uh, that Blackburn do come out and try and get a win because that those are the sorts of teams we we typically get good results against. It's uh, just like all else at the minute. God, we just need a win. We just really need a win. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say a two-one win. I look. I think I predicted a win against Cardiff, and I definitely predicted one against Luton. I didn't predict one against Fulham, so we're gonna lose one 0 You bastard! I hope it works. Yep. Uh, so I don't think we've got else to add because we'll, the next game after that is on the Thursday so we'll be back before then yes I think we're yeah I think that's everything right, well that'll do us then for episode I think I said 72 at Mighty White's podcast uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's pod the stuff we write goes on through it all together which is on Twitter at THIU it's all LUFC and at through it all together dot uh, I don't think that there's anything else that we need to plug. I don't think anything may just come up. So uh, I've been Jack. See you. In case you have a good one. In a bit. <laughs> <laughs>